morning, ladies. Happy Monday. I hope you are off to an amazing start to the week. It was a great week last week. I missed you all so much. Um, it was an awesome week at the beach. We had a great vacation. I preached to my clients and to you all time and time again the importance of rest and stretching and taking time to recharge your batteries and it was really nice to be able to put my own <laughs> words into practice so that was really nice and i'm so thankful that you all understood that and knew why we took a week off well this week we've got a great live about fear and faith if you are just joining in jump in and say hello First, I'd love to start with prayer. So if there is something that you are looking for prayer for, spoken or unspoken, just drop an emoji below. We'd love to pray for you. Um, if there are people you would like to pray for, drop their names in the comment. We will pray over them. First and foremost, we're going to pray for our brothers and sisters that are in Afghanistan, um, for our troops to stay safe and strong and, and just for peace. So... Lord, we come together um, as your daughters, Father, of just a, a community of faith. Lord, we come together and we declare our faith. We declare our trust in you. We declare that you are a good Father, that you are working all things together for our good, even in our hardships. Lord, give us the strength to get through this day ease our fears about the future, ease, uh, ease our worries about what comes next and what happens next, and just allow us to enjoy your presence. Father, stop our minds from wandering aimlessly. Stop the devil, in Jesus' name, from, from working overtime on our fear. Father, protect those that are in trouble because they believe in you. Father, give them strength. Sometimes it's so easy to, to think that we are struggling and there are people that are going through much worse. So Lord, we just lift up everyone who is struggling because they believe in you. Lord, I'm thankful that you've provided us the ability to worship and praise and honor you freely here in America. And I ask that you cover those with your protection and your shield who are not able to do that freely. Father, thank you for these women. Thank you for today. And Lord, I just ask that you bless them, speak over them, protect them, and keep them strong. Let them know they are not alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, April. Good morning, Lori. I'm going to message you later today, Lori. Um... So we're going into faith and fear. And a lot of times uh, people will say that you can't have one without the other, or it's you're either living in faith or you're living in fear. I don't know about you, but I do a lot of both. I live in faith and I live in fear. And the way to move forward is by acknowledging that they both exist. You're not more godly when you don't have fear. Right, And you're not more faith-filled because there's the absence of fear. Quite the contrary, I would argue, is that your faith grows because you acknowledge your fear 
and you know that it's there and you push forward through it. So I'm not here to talk about, oh, um, you can't have um, fear and be a loving, faithful Christian woman. No, you absolutely can. And I do. I am I'm proof of that, that I have my fears and I have my doubts. But I also know that I have faith and my fears have nothing to do with what God is trying to do in my life. In fact, more often than not, I find that when I dissect my fears, and that means you have to do some action, right? You have to be active in your fear. You have to be active in your mindset. That when I acknowledge my fear and I really try to break it down, good morning, Heather, good morning, Allie. When I really try to break down my fear, it comes to the point that the devil's trying to stop me from moving to God's calling. Same thing when Jonah ended up in a whale, right? He was, he was fearful. And so often we read the Bible and we see it 2020 hindsight, hindsight, and we go, man, I mean, why wouldn't they just go? God called them to go. Why wouldn't they just go? What are they doing going in circles, being lost for 40 years? Why? But do we not do that in our own lives, in our own health? We go, we know what we need to do, but yes, God called me to this, but Lord, show me a sign and he shows you one. And maybe it's this group and, and maybe it's a woman or maybe it's a family you see in need. Maybe it's, it's a sign that he's given you through your, your faith and you go, ah, give me another one. I'm not 100% sure on that, Lord. Because we let the fear of the future hold us back from the faith that God's trying to grow in us. I always hold on to, this is obviously one of the biggest fear-busting scriptures is Deuteronomy 31, 8, that he will never leave you or forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Yet, as women, especially ones that are on a health journey, do you not find that I get more discouraged? I don't know about you. When I set out to do anything, I I start out strong and then almost instantly get discouraged. Like, okay, I've got a plan. I'm discouraged. This is not working quick enough. I'm discouraged. This, you know, can't happen. Oh, I've got so many appointments. I've got this and that. There's no way that this is going to work. We get discouraged so quick because we know ourselves so much. You hear me talk about this on almost every live that women typically try 168 different diets in their lifetime. What does that mean? We haven't succeeded. <laughs> we just keep doing it. Look for really quick results, quick when we don't see them. We do it, we get results for one thing that we're looking for, and then we go back to old habits. We know ourselves so well. We know our habits so well. We know who we are and where our shortcomings are. That is hard to get your faith and hope up that something can change when you have been, <laughs> Mila's just over here making crinkle noises, when you have seen yourself at your worst. We can try as much as we want to hide it from others. Good morning, Teresa. April, I am praying for that as well for you. 
we can come in as faithful and as hopeful as we want, but in the back of our mind, that devil is working the same things that he showed Jesus in the wilderness that we're not good enough. That, oh, you think you can, but you can't. And he's going to test us doing these same things over and over. And you would think after 37 years for me, I don't know how old you are, decades maybe, that we would go, oh, we know. We know these silly lies that the, the devil's telling us, push them aside. But I still struggle with that and get, you know, reeled back into those negative mindsets that come. So let's back backpedal back into faith and fear and how they're related. They're not just letters that both start with the letter F. They're not that. They both believe in something that hasn't happened yet. God does not call us to be anxious for the future. This is where your fear comes into play. When we think too far ahead, he didn't give us a prayer that says, thank you for this month-long bread. Thank you for this daily bread, Lord. I need you right now because I know I'm going to need you again tomorrow. And I know I'm going to need you again in an hour. And I know I'm going to need you again in 40 minutes. Thank you for the bread you are giving me right now. My faith will be stretched when I hope for good things for the future, but my fear is activated when I start getting anxious for the future. When I start thinking too far ahead, when my goals get the best of me, when I start thinking, oh, I should be X by now. I should be Y by now. When I start comparing my walk to Allie's, when I start comparing my walk to my neighbors, when I look at their outside and I see all of my inside and I think clearly I'm not called to be what I'm feeling you're calling me to, God, because they do it so much better. Moses did that too, did he not? I talk about him a lot and I relate to him so well because I don't feel like I'm a very good speaker. I feel nervous about it. I have done these lives now for Lord knows how long. And even before this, I was doing lives in groups. So a total of six years about that. And I still get nervous before I come on like, Lord, I don't know. However, if I allowed the fear to overtake that, you would never see me again. You would never see me live again if I was acting on my emotion and not on my calling and living in who I am, I wouldn't continue on. I would just stop and stay stagnant. Imagine if Paul just went blind, saw God or saw the image and knew that his life needed to change because he was blinded and then just went, ah, but I'm scared. I don't really know what steps come next or any of the disciples. Uh, we're fishing. Yeah, Jesus brought us in a ton of fish, but I'm gonna go back to my old ways. Are we allowing Jesus to really transform our lives or are we just taking it for granted, thinking that miracles are a thing of the past? You are a walking, living, breathing miracle. You're a disciple, whether you know it or not, or whether you accept it or not. 
you're a disciple for Jesus. How you treat your body, how you treat your mind is forming habits in your kids that are either going to lead them to believe that they can live in faith or to lead them to believe that we need to live in fear. Fear believes in a negative future where faith believes that there is hope for what is yet to come. Isn't that what we believe, that the best is yet to come? That the things of this world are not what we are working for, but that of heaven to please God and bring as many people to know Jesus as possible? <coughs> Excuse me. In this COVID world that we're living in, where everyone's supposed to be segregated and, and everybody's supposed to stay away from each other. And now, you know, we get into, have you had your shot? Had you not? Then you can come in, then you can't. We're judging each other and we're, we're pointing fingers at each other. That's not our job. We say that to our kids all the time, right? Like, it's not my job to judge your journey. It's, it's not. And it's not my job to dictate how far you've already come. I have not walked a second in your shoes, never mind a mile. I have no idea what your life looks like from the outside. Why are we not then giving each other the grace that God gave us? I think so often, especially with this excuse of don't talk to your neighbor, don't go out, don't do this. And now we're back out, we're still in that state of fear. Like, oh, I don't really want to talk to anybody. I don't really want to get close to anybody. God did not call us to do this alone. So we have to come together and pray, whether virtually here and you're here on the podcast, you're listening in, you're here on the lives, you're here in the group interacting, or you're physically together with your neighbors. Our goal, more than our health and anything else, is to spread the news of Jesus. Then once we realize that that's our calling, we can tune into how we can best take care of ourselves so that we can take care of the calling that God has placed over our lives. I think the funny thing with our fear and our health is that fears are habitual. We have these habits and I work with my clients so much on, on habit building and mindset training because before we go and shove anything else into your schedule and into your life and into your world, like just do a new habit, just add this in, just do, we're already filled up to here with habits. Ones that are not serving us, ones that are not serving God, ones that are not serving our spouses or our kids, we're filled up to here. So when normal, typical coaches, and this makes sense, just do this, just do this. Okay, but I'm filled to the brim. So now I'm even more fearful because I look at my schedule. You're telling me to change all these things and I go, I don't have any room. I don't have the ability to do this. And then we allow the fear to take over. A funny study, it's actually not a funny study at all. A study that was done shows that a lot of fears, and I'm gonna start calling fears habits, are formed in our mother's womb. So before we saw the light of day, we started inheriting and forming habits that our mother's fears were fueling. They could be things that are so unrealistic because it doesn't apply to us. 
It doesn't apply to her anymore. It doesn't make sense. It's out of context. It's another lie for another day. So many fears that we have are ingrained in who we are and we didn't even make the choice to have them. They're just there, right? Like, well, how do you know the alphabet? I don't know. It's just there. Like, that's just what I was taught. That's just the alphabet that I know. How do you speak English? How do you speak Spanish? This is just what I've learned. This is just what I know. How do you have these fears? How do you have these habits? I don't know. We have got to dig deep to figure out the root of your habit and the root of your fear before you go ahead and say, have faith <laughs> and just do it. Okay, but I need to analyze my fear first so that I can help it, acknowledge it, transform it, and know when it comes to attack me what to do. Do you think any of my clients or even me uh, today, I did not want to work out. Any of us want to get up and we're like, yay, it's Monday morning. Time to work out, feel good, drink water, and eat all the veggies. No, like I was tempted all week with things, but I've learned new habits to deal with temptations. I've learned my triggers. I've learned what happens. I know how to deal with my fears in a different way. Same thing with this live, right? I know time after time again, women reach out to me and said, God spoke to me through you. Thank you so much. If I didn't, good morning. If I didn't go live, I would be doing a disservice to Jesus who was looking to speak to you through me. Why? I don't know why he chose me. I'm not here to ask why. I'm just here to say, you called me to this Lord. Yes. I will do it. I don't know what it's going to look like. Am I doing it in a little bit of fear? Yes, but I'm acknowledging it and I'm not letting it stop me. I'm going to push forward. So how do we acknowledge fear and push forward in our health? And how do we acknowledge fear and push forward to grow our faith? Here are the first things you can do. The first thing I said is to notice your fear. Instead of just stopping, instead of saying, all right, Heather's offering to coach me, I've been coached by, by coaches before. I've done this journey. I've done Weight Watchers. I've done Nutrisystem. I've done whatever else. It's not going to work. And just allowing yourself to shut it down, open yourself up to the possibility that it can. Acknowledge the thought that is the fear. So many times I tell my kids, I don't know if you do too, think before you speak think before you speak, especially my son who just um, is sort of a spitfire of just randomness. And he never says anything bad. He just says things that, oh, where do we keep the spoons today? And it's like, well, obviously, you know where the spoons are. They have not moved. Well, he says crazy random things. Think before you speak. I want you to think before you give credit to your thoughts, right? Double think. Think cubed. Think squared, whatever you think want to do. <laughs> Mila liked the think cubed. Thank you. Where is your thought coming from? Is it stemming from Jesus? Or is it stemming from you? Or is it stemming from the devil and the enemy who's trying to hold you back? My fear of going live is not from God. Any fear isn't from God. It's that I'm not capable. I'm not able to, no one's gonna listen. I've got nothing good to say. 
those are the thoughts that go through my head. And I'm just trying to be real with you because in your health, you're going to think the same thing. I'm not capable. I'm not strong enough. I've already tried it and it failed. It doesn't work. This diet life, whatever, isn't, isn't meant for me. To which I would say, you're absolutely right. The diet life isn't for you. That's why you haven't succeeded yet. The diet life isn't for anybody. We need to nutritionally be fueling our bodies properly to have the energy to spread the news of Jesus. And if you're doing it on a thousand calories or less a day, you're not able to. Use your problem solving skills. Yes. <laughs> Worry Lord. I hope I'm teaching my kids problem solving skills, right? Mm. But as adults, we challenge our children and we stop challenging ourselves. We just give up at some point and say, I'm too old. I've tried it, it doesn't work. We challenge our kids every single day, right? I do. My kids just finished their first day of school. Well, Paxson's still working, he will for another bit. And I challenge them. Was that hard? Yeah, try it again. Riding your bike, was it hard? Yeah, get back up. Did you fall? Yes, try again, try again until you get good at it. Your habits didn't just form. Your fears didn't just form. Even before you were born, the, the habits that were instilled in you, the fears from your mom, that the reason they're yours now is because they were repetitive and they were on repeat and it was part of your daily life. Same thing with your food choices. Just part of your daily life. Get up, bagel, cream cheese, coffee, cream, sugar, go. Lunch, grabbing things, whatever I can, go. Those are all just things you're doing on autopilot. Stop being scared of the change and embrace the change that can be your new life. Don't keep telling God no. <laughs> that would be my biggest thing for today. Stop telling God no. Stop making him give you signs that are glowing in neon. Stop making him give you multiple signs. He's already given it to you. The reason he's not blessing you more is because he's trying to get you to take the step for the first one he's doing. Just like the people with gold in the Bible, right? More will come when you do more with what has been given to you. So if you're just ignoring it and you're just like, nah, not that God, I can't do that. When I just say, no, Lord, I'm not going into women's pr prison ministry. Like, that's not what you've called me to. I don't care how much you tell me to. Not that. Then my hands get closed off to my blessing. My heart gets hardened. And I live in fear that God has forgotten me. That God doesn't hear me anymore. And that I am forsaken. I did that. With my thoughts and my actions saying no to what God is telling me to take action on now. He is not going to give me more until I do what he's given, given me, right? Until I say yes to what he's told me to do. I couldn't manage a clientele of 300 clients right now. No, that's why I only have so many. And I say, no, I'm going to treat these ones and give them my everything right now because that's where I'm at and I'm going to give them the love and the support and the guidance and the one-on-one -on -one that they need. And then we can expand from there, right? I'm not just gonna jump in 
and and have my diet be perfect on take one. No, I'm gonna start with breakfast. I'm gonna start transforming that one meal. And then once I get that down pat, now I can move to snacks. Now I can move to something else. I'm not just going to start and say my goal, I'm actually training Lori's son, is 300 pounds for a deadlift. That's his goal. I'm not going to just say, all right, well, you can't do it today. You're never gonna do it. You would look at me like I was insane. No, we would put a training plan in place to make sure that he's getting there, to make sure that it works. Same with you and your goals. We know what we need to do, but we don't do it. That's because we're looking at us from the bottom step to the top and we think there's no way. You need a coach to put that ladder in between and those small sustainable steps that you go, oh yeah, look how high I am. Look at how far I've come. Look at all the fears I've overcome. Look at what God can do through me. Look at how I'm transforming my kids' lives because they're watching my actions now. So the first thing, notice your fear. The second thing, pray. Pray and breathe. Like long, slow, deep breaths. You know, we tell our kids to count to 10. Just count to 10, reset. We don't do that as adults anymore. Like somewhere along the line, that habit is like, ah, that's not worth it. That's just because my mom told me to do it. No, it is worth it. And it does work. Take a big, long breath. It doesn't have to be... 15 minutes of prayer doesn't have to be five minutes of prayer. It can be 10 seconds, deep breath, grab a scripture that comes to your mind. If you don't have one, open your Bible app. We've all got it. Read that scripture, meditate on it, and then get back to reality. Stop making your, your view of success from here to here. A view of success is just starting and saying, I'm going to lift my foot up to get to the next step. I'm going to lift my foot up again and get my other foot on that step now. All right, I'm steady here. All right, now I'm going to move up a little bit. Success isn't 40 pounds in 30 days. Is it possible? Maybe. Is it sustainable? Absolutely not. What are the small steps that you can take each day to get to your goal? To be healthier for you and your children and your family and your spouse and your future generations. Think about your daughters, if you have them, kids. I said earlier that our fears came from our mom's fears when we were in the womb because they were meditating on that. What if you could take those fears from your daughter and break that chain because of habits that you've changed now that she's no longer going to be afraid of and fearful of in 20, 30 years when she's having kids? What, what price would you put on that? Forget college. What price would you put on it to know that she's going to raise your grandkids in a different type of way, in a godly way? That the fears that you had and your mom had and your grandma had aren't going to be transferred to her and your babies anymore and your grandbabies because you're resetting what fear and faith looks like in there. Know your worth. This is the last thing I'll speak on. You were bought with the blood of Christ. I talk to a lot of clients. And I talk to a lot of women every day. 
And so often I'll hear, oh, it's easy for me to fast when I put it in perspective of God, but then in my everyday life I can't. I want you to break that sentence down real quick with me. When we put into perspective what was given for our freedom, it makes it easier. When I start thinking about the troops of America that are protecting this soil, it makes it easier for me to be grateful for where I was born. When I start thinking about the inconveniences that I have, it makes it easier for me to be frustrated. Think about what is sacrificed for you. You are bought by the blood of Jesus. You are loved beyond belief. There is no thing that you could do that is going to break that chain of love that is there. You can't make it stronger. You can't make it weaker. You were never the reason God was prideful and happy and joyful. He made you. Live in that truth that you already are everything that you are called to be. Say yes to what God's calling you to do. Stop being afraid of that. And if your calling is, Heather, I need, I need some help to get from my bottom step to my top. Let's talk. Drop, let's use the word step today. Drop the word step below if you want to find your steps to health. If you go, you know what? It is worth investing in. I am worth it. I was bought with the blood of, of Jesus. I am worth my grandkids not suffering through what I went through, what my mom went through, whether that's diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, fear of taking a step of faith, whatever that may be, you can break that chain by taking a step. And you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to jump from here to here. We do make steps that make sense. Just like I'm going to the dentist today and I've said it a million times, different things. Like I know I have an issue with my tooth. You know you have an issue with your health. You know you have an issue with movement or whatever. I know what needs to be done there too. I'm gonna have to get Novocaine. I'm gonna have to get it drilled. Do you think I would Novocaine myself and start drilling it? You would call me insane. But we do that with our health. I go to a trained professional, a dentist, to do what he was trained to do. Yeah, I've seen videos. I know what needs to be done. Great. But I'm not doing it myself. I'm going to him or her to do that for me. But with our health, we go... Yeah, I know what I need to do. I need to eat better, work out more. I'm just going to take it on myself. And then we don't make it. And then we don't make it. We need to go to a professional too for that. If it's not me, if we talk and we find out, oh no, it's, it's not a good fit. Guess what? Guess what my inner circle is filled with the most of? Health professionals, physical therapists, therapists, nutritionists other personal trainers, other health and wellness coaches. If you find that it's not for, for fit for us to work together, I am never going to push that. I want you to feel comfortable too. I'll refer you to someone else. You can say, ah, I loved you. It's great steps. I just don't feel like we jive. No, no hurt. I'm happy you're still taking those steps to get healthy. 
Kathy, I see you there. And after my dentist appointment, I will message you. <laughs> know your worth. So often, we just dismiss it and say, we're not, we're not worth it. So often, I went the cheap route and I'm pointing to my lawn. I went the cheap route and I tried the cheapest one because I was like, well, this was the most affordable. They said they were going to do all these things. Well, guess what? All those things didn't get done. And now my lawn is crap. <laughs> didn't grow how it was supposed to. They fertilized at the wrong time. It's burnt, not looking pretty. If I had just spent the money on the person who is now coming back to do it the first time, I would have saved myself heartache, time, mowing dead grass, weed whacking weeds. I would have saved all of that. But now I'm paying more. So I want you to think about that. How much have you already put into your health to try it the cheaper way, to try it the affordable way, to go, I'm gonna cut some corners here. David tried to cut corners and he was tempted to cut corners. And when he did, things came back to bite him, right? Things came back against him. You don't need to cut corners anymore. You don't need the $20 a month gym membership because what is it doing for you? When was the last time you went to your $20 a month membership? How much money have you spent on that and you haven't even gone, right? What can we do now that says this is it and this is final and it's sustainable for the rest of my life? Don't be scared of that. Know your worth. You're worth it. So there's our fear and our faith. I get to head and face another one of my fears at the dentist. Don't love to go. I, like I said, already know it needs to be done, but I'm going to a professional to get it done. If you know what needs to be done and God is speaking to you and going, you need to take care of your health, friend. You need to take care of yourself because if you're not here, what's gonna happen to your kids? We have to put our face mask on first. We have to be filled with the spirit. Just because we speak the words doesn't mean anything's gonna happen. It can be helping others, but what is it doing for you? Put your face mask on first. If you're sick and tired of saying, I know what I need to do, but I don't do it. I try, I stop, I try, I stop, I try, I stop. Let's try something new. Let's try something different. Let's try together. Let's make it work for the rest of your life, not just for a short term anymore. Ladies, you are amazing. Comment steps below, message me, text me, email me, comment on the group. If you're ready to take that and take this investment in your health seriously and say enough's enough, I've been playing around for too long. I care about my grandkids before they're born. I care about my great, great grandkids. I care about future generations to come that will be transformed because of my yes and what God called me to do for my health today, let's chat. Let's see what that looks like. Ladies, thank you. If you need prayer, if you need anything at all, do not ever hesitate to post in the group or reach out to me. That's what we're here for. I will touch base with you after I face my fear of the dentist and we will go from there. Ladies, have a great day. I will talk to you soon. Bye now. Pats?